I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast, a show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. If you recently discovered this podcast, stick around, listen, and become a regular. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. How was that, Paul? That was like that? really good. That I, was really good. I, I feel like you should do it again because yeah. it was it was it was right. Yeah, it yeah. was right. That's... <laughs> As you can tell, joining me in the studio today is my Sunday drinking buddy and fellow artist, my good friend, my fair weather drinker, Paul Ramey. What's up? <laughs> How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good. Hey, we got it's a windy. We got a fun episode today. Yes, we do. It is our fiftieth, our fiftieth episode. So happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Uh, we have a, go- a guest joining us all the way via the internet from across the Atlantic. He's a Scotsman, an avid streamer on Twitch, a fantastic artist, and someone I am very thankful to call my friend, Lee McGuire. Welcome to the show, Lee. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome. Awesome. It's and a festive one as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. So I'm let's... Honored. Me too. I really am. Uh, you are my first Scotsman on the show. Scottish, oh Scottish person on the show. I guess we get so a much expectation. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What are you drinking? I gotta ask. Um, I'm actually drinking tea right now, but I have just right next to me a Lafroig um, PX cask, which is a it's a travel exclusive. So I actually have to pay more to then get it back into the country. Oh, um, but it's by far my favorite of all the Lafroigs. Oh, nice. Yes, Laforig. I, I really mm. wanted some of that. I did. Liquor nice. store. So I, I really like the kind of, um, what do you call it, the kind of whiskies? I don't like my whiskey to taste like whiskey. I like it to taste like fog. Yes, absolutely. All the, all the is it Isley? Isley? Isley, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, the, the whiskeys from there are so good. Really, I, Belvini, is that from there? I want to say it um, is. Maybe not. Belvini, no, I don't think Belvini is. Uh, Belvini is a nice one, though. Lagavulin? Where is Lagavulin from, actually? I can't remember. Lagavulin? Lagavulin, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, Lafroig and Lagavulin are about a 10-minute walk from each other. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Really? Are you close to there, actually? I don't I don't know geographically where you're at. You don't have to spit it out in the uh, in the podcast, but are you geographically close? Are you... Yeah, I think about maybe four, four hours away from there. Oh, okay. Like going, going to Cleveland for us, then. Uh, we are having a beer an ale from Mad Tree Brewing in, uh, they're based in Cincinnati. And, um, how's that? It says it's a Scottish ale. And oh, how can Paul, be? you broke the seal already. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it was in Cincinnati. That makes no sense. <laughs> I know. Scottish ale is a, is a style. So oh, yeah. it was the closest thing I could, I could get. And my wife actually picked this up. Oh yeah. Good for her. Bless, bless my wife. But, uh, Scottish ale, so for our Scottish friend. I'm sorry I ruined your segue, but you know, sometimes just sometimes just gotta get to it. Right, I know, I know. You Beat tell around. stories like my mom sometimes. No, I, I just know, to- I know. This is uh, this is <laughs> brewed with cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and vanilla beans. It's a it's a very tasty ale. It right. really is. As the, res- as the resident uh, beer hater, <laughs> I poured this. I just poured this into a glass, and the color is just beautiful, exquisite. It is. It is exquisite. What's that, Lee? What is this called? Thunder Snow by Mad Tree Brewing. All right, let's see what this tastes like. All right, so Paul, while while he's taking a drink, Paul is my test subject. He doesn't like beer. 
He doesn't <laughs> like alcohol really. In fact, I don't think he really drank until he started showing up for the podcast. And I just kind of, like an enabler, I'm pushing him, you know. You're about to influence him. I am. I've learned that I love white Russians because of the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, Russians are amazing. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> they're an easy drink to like, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they're so so good. And you know, I gotta say, Lee Lee is a big fan of the dude, so oh. he mm-hmm. he has to know all about white Russians. So it, it's yeah. just this is just perfect. So I've been making some with uh, caramel Bailey's instead of uh, Kahlua and caramel uh, uh, Smirnoff, and uh, we'll oh. have to we'll have to bring that in. We'll have to do one of those, uh, Mike. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. And then I've been doing one where I've been always, it's always a double shot for me. And I've been making it half Kahlua and half the Caramel Baileys. And it's really good too, but I don't think it sits in my stomach quite as well. So it's either or is what I need to start doing. Oh, yes. Yes. This ain't bad. There's um, there's one that, um, there's a a great recommendation I got for a great Russian. I've not tried yet, but someone says to add two shots of Tia Maria. And so white Russian. It's meant to be amazing. Oh, really? In addition to the regular parts of the white Russian? Mm, I think it's in, play, in place of the Kahlua. Okay. Otherwise, it may be like really mm-hmm. sweet. Okay. But I'm not really... I can't, I can't remember. I was told this when I was drunk, so all I've done is wrote down, <laughs> add, add Tia Maria. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing else about the rest of it. Uh, uh, uh. So for everybody listening to the show today... Um, we are recording this on Sunday, and this this goes out on Thursday uh, for everybody to listen to. Uh, Lee is a streamer on Twitch. Uh, I'm blaming him. He's kind of my peer pressure for getting on Twitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just I love watching his streams, and I love just just the whole chill atmosphere of his streams. And that's I was a I was a creeper on uh, lurker, as they say on Twitch for about two years. You're right. The first time creeper. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was, it was like, I, I just don't get it. I don't know if this is for me and stuff. And it just looked like, so every time I watched Lee do his thing, I just, I liked it. And then I'm going to say October, I bought it hook, line and sinker and really started trying to get into the community. And I understood why everybody does it. So Lee, tell us a little bit about what got you started on Twitch. Um, the pandemic, mostly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've been, so I think I've been full-time commission art and kind of my own staff for about three years now. And I was perfectly fine in the house, working away. You know, like if, you, if you're working self-employed, you're, you're like at least 10 hours a day off work. Yeah. It's like an insane amount of time. It take, completely takes over your life. Yeah. But I was fine with that because you can go out to the pub on your once you're finished on the weekends or whatever, you're able to go out and meet people. Um, and then just, I'm quite introverted myself anyway. So when the pandemic came, I hit, it didn't really affect me too much because I was quite isolated and I would just sit and work on my stuff. Um, anyway, um, so apart from going into the park with my dog and just noticing there was a lot less people, it, it wasn't too too different for me. Um, which is hopefully not an insensitive thing to say when it's like completely decimated the world and affected everyone's life so much yeah, um, yeah. but I think just because I was so sheltered um, it wasn't too different but obviously because it's taken it's went on for so many months it's started to take its, its toll even on, on someone like me um, so I just thought like I'd heard about Twitch I, I think it was the same as you I'd been kind of lurking for 
two two three years I think I had an account and just barely followed anybody on it. I think it was just yeah. for some you know video game streams or something silly like that. Um, I just thought I may as well start it. And, and the, the main reason I thought I would would start something like Twitch rather than you know like a YouTube channel or anything like that was because the kind of stuff that I'm doing. Whereas if I'm, I'm editing or I'm, I'm creating artwork on the computer, there's not it's not it's not really affecting my daily routine in any right. way other than I've got people to talk to. So it was a huge boost to me for my kind of mental health and absolutely you know, to chat to people and stuff. But I wasn't really apart from having to look up and talk and check the chat and talk to people, I was still able to sit and do like my full work schedule. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a really kind of good idea. It was like there's a, a huge benefit to to me personally having people to talk to, and um, you're creating some stuff that you're putting out there. People can see you doing artwork and working on commissions and see what like a day to day life of an artist is. Yeah, um, yeah. It was it, it just seemed like a really nice natural kind of fit. You know, I, I just thought it, it kind of made the most sense. Yeah, and and I know a lot of our listeners probably don't know what Twitch really is. They probably have never been on it, but. Uh, Twitch was mainly a gaming uh, platform. People could talk while they gamed, and they could share their their streams, uh, their gaming stream, and 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 you could literally watch and and just communicate. It's really kind of a neat situation. I don't know if it really gave birth to Discord or not, but I think uh, it did uh, in in the mainstream anyway. Yeah, Twitch is a is a neat platform. It pretty much started out with you know gamers doing their thing, and there's a nice, really fun kind of community on there that does the art. So if you do, instead of a game, right, You they have categories. They have music. They have the arts, uh, visual arts and that kind of stuff. Um, they've got obviously gaming, uh, cooking, I think is another one they're doing now. Uh, so many. I mean, there's just chatting. That's a fun one. In fact, today was the first time I did a pre-show for this podcast. Uh, just kind of chatting with some folks on there you guys and all your technology yeah it was so much fun it's it's just i don't really know how to say it it's um almost dystopian in a way it's like we're all kind of doing our thing in our little places and well it's like lee was saying before we got cut off about um you know it's a way to kind of stay connected without doing anything out Mm -hmm. of the norm of what you're already doing so yeah 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 people will just be sitting um like as in my example, I'm literally sitting. I'll be sketching a commission. I'll be doing a, a pet portrait for somebody. Um, the webcam will be on. I'll have a microphone. It was a bit like a little. You'll be like a little kind of fly on the wall in our studio, and you can just you can text up. You can type away to me, and I'll reply to you. And you can ask questions. People have came in and asked me what my setup is. Asked me about my kind of whack on or what what I'm kind of doing if I'm doing any kind of digital art. Yeah. Um, more more. It, Sometimes it's me just sitting working away and being a little bit serious and working on a commission. Most of the time, it just kind of devolves into kind of pub chat where we're just having fun and laughing and making jokes. And it's it's so entertaining. I've seen so many so many people do it so much better than me where they're, they'll have 40, 50, up to 100 of people, hundreds of people watching them all the time and they're interacting all of them. And it's... There's this... It's really cool how, like, the community is on Twitch, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm just kind of enamored by the, uh, you know, as a guy that can't do any kind of visual, physical art at all, it just mm-hmm. kind of, it, it's, um, 
I don't know. I just find it, uh, I don't know, really, it's stressful for me to think of creating and doing this stuff on Twitch. Um, it's one thing to do a live performance musically of something I've rehearsed a bunch, but I'm really funny about letting people hear mixes or stuff I'm working on before I have it to a certain way. You know, I know my voice isn't where it's going to be. I know that my playing mm -hmm. isn't that great. And here you guys are going <laughs> on there and filming this stuff and you're just going for it. And I mean, there's, that's got to be a hell of a feeling. One thing, but that's just, it's just stressing me out. Just thinking about <laughs> it. So it can be stressful. What do you think, Lee? I mean, it's, I think the therapeutic side of it is better than the stress. Honestly. Yeah. I'm always happier. When I, when I stream. Yeah, um, I think the first couple of streams you would get, you, you do get a kind of um, stage fright kind of thing. But kind of like what you're saying, the, the bar, and I'm not meaning this to be in someone telling you other kind of streamers, but the bar is really incredibly low for doing anything on, on Twitch. Because I'm not saying that people are, are, are doing rubbish things on there or anything. I mean that you can go on Twitch and you can watch somebody play the old Mario games and just play them for five or six hours at a time and they'll just be sitting talking to people. People will be sitting there. I've, I've clicked on some streams and people have been eating their dinner while they've been, <laughs> you know, they've, they've streamed for a few hours. They're now sitting eating a curry or something and then they'll <laughs> right. go back. It, 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 it's, there's no kind of presentation to it. There's no kind of like high-end production value kind of thing on it. It's just yeah. people, you're just talking. It's just like a webcam kind of set up, you know, like a Zoom call kind of thing. Yeah. The difference is it's on one, it's on one end, and you're you're streaming to a few people at a time, you know. Yeah, that that is the cool part. It's for me. It takes me back to the day when I would sit in art class and just work on stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, there's I do have that moment where I'm thinking, oh, I I don't I don't know if this piece is going to come out good, and hopefully I don't screw it up on stream. But you know, honestly, nobody really cares. I you know, art's art, right? And yeah. they're there to to have a conversation, be part of your studio work, and it's fun. That's that's kind of the thing. I I get what you're saying, Paul. It's I neat do. though because your medium is not typically a performance type art. And, yeah. And here, Twitch and some you know Facebook Live, some of these other things have given have given artists like you guys uh, a medium to kind of bridge that gap and turn it into a bit of performance art as well. Because normally. You do a commission piece, you're in a studio by yourself, you're doing it. Nobody sees any of the stuff that goes into it. They just see the finished, the finished work. There's no interaction. There's no there's no back and forth. And yeah. Um the, the thing that it kind of it clicked in my head a few weeks ago um was that I was coming into Twitch thinking about all the things that I've seen on YouTube, which are really high production value and they're condensed and they're trying to be as entertaining as they can possibly be in like a slow and like a small amount of time. Um, I hear sorry, Sammy. Yeah, my dog's struggling. <laughs> it's okay, Sam. Sorry. Um, no so worries. Be, it's okay. He just, he just wants on the show, Do man. Give him a treat. Dogs, dogs are a reoccurring, <laughs> uh, reoccurring theme I, on the show. I, I got to interrupt. I got to interrupt you, Lee. I do. On the stream, he does a really cool thing. When you give bits on Twitch, he'll give Sammy treats, and he has a Sammy cam. It is so fucking oh, cool. Really? I love it. <laughs> so, so bits are just like little donations, but they're, they're, they're literally like one or two cents. You just donate, and it's, I just give Sammy a little treat on the stream so people can see it. Oh, that's like, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm gonna have to get yeah. on this Twitch. Check this thing. I It'd mean, be good for you. It I'm really a, would. I'm a I'm a gamer, and I see on. I mean, I've anytime I log into my PlayStation, they have a whole section mm-hmm. for that and yeah. people doing games. I just not something that I typically watch, but it just seems like there's so much more there than what I ever realized. Yeah, so. it's a wonderful community, really. Yeah, it it's really just different because it's like going back to what I was saying was something like YouTube is very short form and very entertaining, but this is like a completely different style of media because it's really long form or hours and hours of broadcasting. Yeah. So you really do get to just be yourself because you can't keep up a persona for huh. that length of time. You can't keep up anything fake or anything kind of presentary. Yeah, so that that's interesting. Yeah. It's literally you being at your most natural. But there's so much downtime. There's so much kind of like um, times when you're just sitting chatting and times when you're just sitting working away on some stuff. Um, it's just a, a different kind of media. And people will tune into you, maybe not to talk all the time, You'll get some people that will come in and say, hi, how are you doing? And they'll stay for 10 minutes and then they'll leave to go and do something. Mm-hmm. Some people will put you on, minimize the tab and go and wash the dishes or do the laundry, but they'll just have you on in the background with a long form podcast. Yeah. You know, they just want to talk to you and, or, or hear you and just know about your day. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It really is. <laughs> it's something cool. I got to ask you, Lee, what, what, uh, your, your story, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to share a lot of it if you don't want to, but I was reading your about uh, page on your website Mm -hmm. and I had no idea what, I didn't realize you had double vision and all that as well. Can you, can you go back a little bit? What, what got you started in art? And uh, if you don't mind sharing all that stuff, go ahead and share it. Cause it's a, it's an amazing story really. Um, Yeah. So I've got, I've got double vision as you just said, and you might see it on stream if I try to look at the webcam, you might see a slight bit of cross-eyedness. One eye goes off. I can't, I can never remember which eye it is, but one eye goes off a little bit. Um, It just makes me see if you, if you can cross cross your eyes just a little tiny bit, you basically get a ghost image to the right hand side or the left hand side of the thing you're actually looking at. I can see that permanently Um, for anything that's maybe more than, I don't know, five feet away from my head. Wow. Um, so basically, if I, like, I always, I'll, I used to draw from whenever I was a kid. I was always getting in trouble from a teacher in school for doodling in the margins of my notebooks or drawing instead of listening to what they were saying. Mm. Um, and I was going to go to university and learn, I think I was going to learn 2D animation because I really liked the classic Disney's, but also Pixar was really big at the time. So I was like, oh, I need to get into the 3D this 3D art animation praise. Um, but I think it was, it was when I was about 18, um, I was leaving, there was a kind of rough part of um, the next town over from my town. And I was waiting on the last train home and I got assaulted by a couple of people. Um, and they kind of broke my skull in three places or in my right eye. So I had to go in and get like a, a titanium pin put in my cheek to fix the skull and then it got removed later on and then that's kind of left me with this kind of double vision so when i realized that i had that and that wasn't really fixable um i kind of gave up art because i was like well i can't really like look at a landscape and draw it because i can't literally focus on it i could take a picture but you're going to lose the the sense of scale the sense of um what's it called the the perspective and everything like that yeah and even like perspective i still struggle with to this day um, which is why you don't really see me doing too many landscapes. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, so I, I worked in retail for about, we were talking about this on your free game. Yeah. Thing, um, I, was working, I worked in retail for about seven years and then um, just started to, like kind of slowly started to pick up art again and did a few kind of pet portraits for a family member. Um, somebody else seen that and wanted a pet portrait of themselves. So just slowly starting building like a few commissions at a time. And it just kind of like slowly snowballed and snowballed until I managed to, to do it as like a full-time job. That is cool. I, for one, yeah. am very thankful you uh, picked up the pen and the brush again and uh, proceeded to push through all that. It's, it's amazing. You know, yeah, fuck those guys or whatever, you know. And, yeah, it happens, you know. It, it, it did yeah. take me a few years to get over it, but now, like, I'm, now, like, yeah, now I can joke about it. Now I can laugh about it. I was a bit beat up about it for a while, but, yeah. Speaking of... Well, but I'm glad I managed to get back into the drum. It is. It is awesome. Speaking of uh, getting back into it, I got to mention there was a little raccoon on the uh, the Twitch stream today. He mentioned a few things I need to bring up. Uh, we'll start with the push-ups on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitch, uh, one of the rewards that you can put in for is you can make Lee do sit-ups and push-ups and things like that, and he puts a little cam out there for you so you can watch it and. I personally can't do it. I won't do it. I'll have a heart attack if I end up telling people, yeah, I'll do this or why not? You know, so uh, tell us about some of your, I don't want to make this all about Twitch because it is really pretty much about your art, but uh-huh. I, I love your Twitch in, anyway because it's like you do so many different things that are just fun and all that. But uh, yeah, tell me about the push-ups. Tell, tell our listeners about the push-ups. So basically, as you watch me, I think at a rate of about maybe... 10 points every 10 minutes. I think that's the I think that's how it works. So maybe 20 points every 20 minutes. You earn these little points just by watching the stream. And then the the Twitch streamer is allowed lets you redeem them to do any kind of things that you want. Um so we started off um I think it was like you can give me a word and I'll try and draw the word. So it was like a thousand points. So once you've watched it for a little while, you can then redeem that. Thing, or you can, there would be ones like ask me a question. So after you've watched the stream for 30 minutes, you can ask me anything that you want mm-hmm. and I'll reply to it. And because like the community on Twitch is, is really fun and really caring, and I've met some wonderful people on there, like people I genuinely call my, my friends, and mm-hmm. um, will tune in and talk to you every day and give you advice on your art or tell you what's maybe a little bit wrong or offer suggestions or anything. But they also do quite like to troll you because you're entertaining to them. You know, that's the kind of reason that they're there. They're there to be entertained. So it just slowly builds and builds and builds until you're thinking of the funniest kind of things that you can get people to redeem channel points for. So somebody wanted me to have, a, I think it was 10 push-ups to do it and 10 sit-ups so that's two of the redemptions there's other ones like draw a little dog in the artwork somewhere or god i can't remember any of the other ones as well there's <laughs> ones there's helpful ones like drink water right which right. was really useful to me because i'll be sitting there for i can be literally drawn for five hours without remembering yeah you're a, you're a fucking machine water. you are a yeah. fucking machine i mean people listening don't understand Lee, Lee can get on there and like chew up four hours and like it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it crazy. So um, I actually tried to stream, I, I actually tried to work the other day 
without streaming. Normally, as soon as I sit down at the computer and I start working on a commission, I'll try and jump on Twitch. Just yeah. so I've got somebody to talk to, just so people can see how the artwork's progressing. Because yeah. if people are watching this for a few hours every day, they want to see how the art is. So it's kind of rude to take it away and then go, well, actually, here's that finished commission. I just didn't stream it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But there was a, a new commission that was starting, and I just started to sketch it on the on the on the computer without streaming or anything because I think I, for, for whatever reason I was I was doing that and I realised that actually my productivity wasn't as good because I was thinking about my, my mind would wander off to an email that I had to reply to or yeah is there something during Netflix or something like that I realised that actually it's more productive with me being on stream because I feel like I have to sit there and draw for these people and also keep up like anything that I'm not well as I'm drawing my mind's wandering to who said something in the chat and then back to artwork. Yeah. So it was like a it was a nice little kind of look of um productivity. Yeah, it 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 does I'm 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 not speaking very well, but it, it really does keep it keeps me focused when actually doing work, mm-hmm. which is was pretty cool. So Lee, you mentioned something there at the beginning. Uh you said that sometimes people will give you a uh critique or or you know, give you a uh uh, some feedback on what they think about this or that. Um, how do how do you handle that? And how is that? If if you get negative feedback, I mean, does it does it really matter that much to you, or do you take some of that to heart? Has there been any advice that you were given that you thought, oh, okay, maybe I should try it like this or something? Um, no, I've, I've I've always been quite open about wanting to receive feedback, and um, I used to get feedback on Discord quite a lot. I used to check some of our go go through a lot of different channels and ask like show the artwork and just be like, please tell me what's wrong with this, what I can get a little bit better at. Um, most of the time I'm okay with that. A couple of times back in the day, um, I would have somebody that would just kind of rip apart this artwork that I'd been working on for so long. And it's hard not to get upset when it's something you've poured a lot of time and effort yeah. into and you genuinely feel almost quite good. And you, the, the more annoying thing for me is when somebody says, that isn't good for these reasons and you can't see the reasons like your eyes aren't good enough to understand why the anatomy is not as good or the lean isn't as good as it should be and just you've you've kind of like reached your limit of what you can see is wrong with it or what you understand is wrong with it and so that's more the times that it gets a little bit frustrating but the thing with critiques i always try i always try and remember is that if somebody is critiquing it even if they're being mean or even if they're being they're like is hurting you is they're taking the effort to actually explain that to you. See if it was like if it wasn't artwork that was worth them telling you, they wouldn't tell you. You know, they wouldn't spend the time to give you ten minutes to tell you why the artwork was good or not. Yeah, true, that's interesting. True, true. Um, man, I have so much, so much I want to talk about here. I really do. <laughs> I, I, it's just so amazing. I, I really. I really just, I don't even know how to put it into words because I met Lee on a Discord server a long time ago. <laughs> Paul, Paul yeah, is trying. Yeah, a couple of years ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 2018, maybe. <laughs> I, wow. I got it. I got an interlude here. Paul. I can't do it. I just, <laughs> I, can't do it. Oh, I, I just, I poured Paul some Jim Beam black extra aged because he wanted to try it. And he's over, he's just, no, no, can't, I can't, do, it, can't, can't do, it. do it, can't do it. Oh God, it's like, <laughs> It's like it's like rubbing alcohol. No, it's not that. It is highly, highly awarded. It's the world's highest rated bourbon. Fuck. 
I do. Uh, Nickelback's gotten a lot of awards too. Oh, we had to bring Nickelback into it. <laughs> right. oh, this the, podcast has just evolved. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's got a good aftertaste. Uh, Damn, that's that's pitch it, in the mouth. It is. It's an eighty-six proof, forty-three percent alcohol by volume. Oh, bourbon. Oh my it's god. A, it's got a nice, oh, nice flavor. Yeah. It really does. Okay, uh, I think it's time to open this whiskey. Yeah, crack, oh, crack the whiskey. Crack the whiskey. Are you ready for this? Yes. Crack the whiskey. Oh, <laughs> heavenly sound. <laughs> it is. You can hear the spirit rushing out. <laughs> there we go. I love the aftertaste of this Jim Beam. Like it's really nice right now. It like is. there's a vanilla. Yep. And there's yeah. a there's a little burn on my lips that I like. Yeah. Like, damn, going down that is like what, that's rough. After it's down, what do you got? What do you got in there? After it's down, is like you got any heat? Eh, maybe just a little in my throat, but it's yeah, it's it's nice and it's vanilla. In your gut. I mean, like, what are, what are you feeling? And there's nothing in my gut. I didn't take another drink. All right, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, I want... <laughs> uh, move around your mouth. Swallow that. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh, my nose burns. <laughs> and it tastes like it's awful. Poor Paul. <laughs> it's awful. Oh, but there, now it's now it's kind of nice. Now, what do you feel? And that kind of nice. You got to explain it. Kind of. It's a little bit warm. Yeah. And soothing. <laughs> yeah. And it's got some vanilla still. And I don't ever want to put it in my mouth again. Thank that's you. that's what we call that's what we call the whiskey hug. Oh. Anyway, well, the show is derailed. Yeah. The show has derailed. We always go back to alcohol. Why is that, Paul? Because you're an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> I don't you're wanna, a high functioning. I, I don't want to quit. I'm sorry. You're a high functioning <laughs> drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Well, cheers to you. <laughs> um, God, yeah. There's so much, so much to talk about. Uh, I want to get away from Twitch a little bit and. Talk about your art. You do commissions. You do. You've done some work uh, on a book. But let's yeah. let, let's uh, let's go down that path. Let's let's uh, let everybody listening, um, kind of know your work. I mean, it's it's fantasy work. It's uh, realism. It's. I mean, you do commissions for. I know pets. Uh, yeah, seen some um, people and stuff. Share that with us. Yeah, I started doing. I think one of the first, um, one of the first commissions that I did, or one of the first proper artworks after I'd, you know, done done some skit, uh, stick figures, and then worked on a little bit of figure drawing and trying to get trying to kind of loosen myself up after maybe like eight years in total of not drawing. I kind of sat down and I wanted to to draw. A, a, I think it was for some for Christmas for an aunt's Christmas, mm-hmm. and I drew a little kind of black and white. Um, border collie kind of lying in the snow and that was just that was one of the kind of first ones I did I gave it as a little Christmas present and I put it up on Instagram or Facebook or whatever I was using at the time and um, I think I'd done another couple of pet portraits and then people were asking for like genuine commissions and I was like oh wow okay I can actually make a little bit of a little bit of pocket money off this oh, yeah. um, so I'd done a few pet, pet portraits and then somebody asked for kind of like a family portrait of their kids so they did a little charcoal family portrait. Um, 
and it just kind of like slowly started from there like more people were asking for for pets and more people were asking for like family portraits i feel really grateful that i managed to kind of like chisel out a business out of this you know yeah. it seems really like it seems really hard for people to actually start like a, a self-employed business in the first place never mind like an art one where you're you're doing commissions or anything absolutely um, but I started doing like cartoon portraits. Somebody says that they wanted their family created, but in the style of, I don't know, um, a Disney cartoon or Adventure Time or Rick and Morty, something like that. So I, I kind of I took these, I, I suppose I was thinking about them as like three separate little businesses. Like I was like, I'll take pet portraits and I'll do a couple other pets in a different style and see where I can draw your pet black and white, or I can do it with watercolours, or I can do a digital one. And then the same with the family portraits you know, can like branch it out that way. And with the cartoon ones do well, people must like Family Guy, they must like the Simpsons, you know, mm-hmm. Rick and Morty, do a couple of little examples of them. And then that's just like it took me a while. Um, it took me a few years until I was earning enough from that kind of regularly mm-hmm. that I was like, I can actually I I was working full time in retail mm-hmm. and I was coming home at about nine PM, eight, 8 PM or nine PM at night. And then I was staying up until about 4 a.m. in the morning working on these artworks for people. Mm. And it was, you know, it was really hard. It was affecting my sleep and stuff, but not not too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was enough that I was like, well, I'm actually getting so much regular income that I can maybe consider dropping down. If I had to calculate it out, man, if I drop down from full-time and go down to like a part-time work, the money that I'm getting from the questions can actually supplement that. Right. And then that worked. And then I went down from part-time to like maybe... 10 hours or 8 hours working in retail with the rest of it being that work and then then just went for it and went full time yeah that's a that's crazy. a great that's a great path for a lot of folks who are listening uh, wanting to make their career out of their art is you know hopefully if you, if you don't have a job that can do this but maybe you can find one uh, where you can kind of wean off the hours and, and yeah. you know work your way back into your art and what you want to really be doing I'm uh, I'm not in that position uh, to do that, but uh, yeah, I don't want to go there either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been drinking a little. Bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, you work on your digital work is done on a Wacom Cintiq. Uh, Cintiq. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, nice! I didn't realize it was that one. That's, yeah, that's, that's very nice. Uh, uh, I think the 32 was my last thing that I bought for myself working in so so when I was working in retail I was like if I'm going to go, go ahead and do this um, if I'm going to quit my job and actually try and do this I'll save up three months of rent and bills and finances uh, or or regular day spending all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so I know that if I like I'm getting money in every single month and it seems like it's okay but I know if anything happens and I have absolutely no commissions coming if I tick off those three months of savings and use them all up, I just immediately have to go back working in retail and I know that I've not, I've not made it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does you make know? sense. Yes. Um, so I saved up that amount of money and then I made sure that I had the equipment that I needed, which just for me was the Wacom. So I was like, I'll make sure I get Wacom when it's good enough, when it's going to last me years if I, if I feel I can actually do this. So that was like the last present I got myself before I jumped into um, being self-employed. That is so cool. So cool. Yeah. Paul, you look this, like you got something on your mind there, buddy. I just thinking, just thinking about all this stuff that's that's going on that uh 
uh, there's just a whole world out there, you know, you just don't think about yeah. with, with uh, you know, artists making art and uh, like the stuff we were talking about with Twitch. And it's just, it's just got my wheels spinning a little bit. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, what what would Rembrandt do today? What would Leonardo da Vinci do today? I mean, it's it's really, everybody thinks in the arts, visual arts specifically, if you're dealing with traditional work and, and even, you know, with your digital work, Lee, it's kind of one of those things where you think, well, this is how we do it. We we make art, we sell it, we do our thing. Mm -hmm. And even back in the 14th, 15th, even 16th century and beyond, artists have found ways to supplement their art income, you know, the sale of paintings or the sale of drawings in a way that made it so they could actually make a living from their work. Yeah. And yes. uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating what we're doing today, honestly, it really is. Yeah, it's definitely like a proper graft. Like, there's so much to... I think, so, I think somebody asked me um, what kind of rate of actually just sitting and creating art is to working on other mm -hmm. stuff to do mm -hmm. with the business. And I said, I don't think you'd find an artist that would say it would be anywhere underneath 50 and 50%, 50, 50 split. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. I think for me, it's more... I think you're looking at more 30% creating artwork and 70% doing admin and social media and Absolutely. trying to get clients and doing all the other things, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think the internet's like, it's such a, yeah, I don't know how you would, I don't know how you would do a business like this before the internet. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I think that's a good way for, I think all of us need to maybe get back to the basics and think, how did artists do it without the internet? Mm. And can we, can we capitalize on that? Because nobody's doing that right now. It's like, it's like we're all doing the internet thing yeah. and we're not doing the other thing. So I've, I've actually gotten back to doing physical newsletters, making sure I go places where my uh, patrons might be. And I, I'm, I see them, I might have uh -huh. coffee with them or any, any of those sorts of things. And I know the pandemic really kind of boogers us up quite a bit on that, but um yeah, I, I really just think artists in general need to not forget about the old ways of, yeah. of, of networking. and stuff like that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Conventions would be great. Um, yeah. So many, so many things. And uh, I'm always trying to bring value to the show for other artists. You know, uh -huh. what, what can we, what can we give them to explain to them that, you know, through all the gear, all the, all the uh, newfangled things that we have today what can we still do as traditional artists or even digital artists to elevate the uh the fact that we are working you know and, and selling our wares um and, and that's always a, a difficult question so i want to pose it to you um lee uh -huh. the idea of what what would you be doing without the internet uh, as an artist today if you had to do it literally without the internet you could still use your Cintiq and all that kind of stuff but mm -hmm. if you couldn't share if you couldn't do Twitch if you couldn't do the things that you do as a as a modern artist uh -huh. a contemporary artist I should say what would you be doing? I think for, for selling the stuff or for, for showcasing the stuff that you've already done um, I think you would I think like ninety percent of your time would be taken up by going to you know like the art fairs or the conventions or things like that to, mm -hmm. to get your stuff out there. Um, yeah, because it is so easy nowadays to be like, I want to show my artwork, 
you click on Instagram and you just upload <laughs> something. You know? Right, right. You're going to have to do that graft and actually travel to places where people would be that would want to see or would be open to buying artwork. Yeah. So like galleries or shops that would stock your paintings or places mm-hmm. like pubs that you're, you would be like, here's a framed painting. Would you like to have this up behind your, up, up on the wall? And if people wanted to buy it, they can buy it from you. Exactly. Um, yeah, so that would be like that, that would be probably how you would try and get your day-to-day earnings. Um the other thing that you've got to think about is how you would learn, how you you would learn new new techniques or things like that. Because I'm a completely self-taught artist. I never went to, to school or knew about no I, I don't know about things like composition. I only learned about that um a few years ago. Composition or lighting is the next thing that I try and tackle, like how lighting works. Um whereas now I can just ask some friends on Discord or people <laughs> right. on Twitch or anything for a little bit of a help. Yeah. But yeah, you would have to go to, you'd have to, it would have to be much more social without the internet, you know, trying to find somebody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's like, you know, it's brought us together. It's not like we were going to run into each other at the local pub. Yeah. Yeah, know, exactly. So, I mean, there is, there is that if you let it kind of, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It can kind of disassociate you with people that's in your own neighborhood sometimes because you're not out and you're not mingling. But at the same time, yeah. it brings you closer together from people that you'd never meet. And and yeah. it's just such a good resource for, for networking and and being inspired by other people. I, uh, yeah. I, I, re- I, I, I pulled out this... Uh, <laughs> trying to think how to word this really. I pulled out, I don't want to say I pulled out my tube, but I pulled out this, uh, this little tube that has uh, a picture of the queen on it. Oh yeah. And All right. I, uh, I'm share, Paul, Paul kind of looked at me funny. He was like, what, what are you doing? Well, there you, she is. Yeah. There's the queen. She looks kind of hot. I, I got this really cool print. <laughs> <laughs> she is kind of hot. <laughs> That's the younger queen. That's not the current Let's queen. Let's make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, uh, listening to this podcast, you know, I'll check that out. Lee sent me this print. I love it. I can't wait to get it framed. I haven't framed it yet. I'm still looking for frames. I want to, want to do it, but Lee sent me a print. It's the, it's the, uh, sunflowers in the, uh, in the, uh, yeah, yeah. This is really cool. I'm, I'm so excited to have it. Um, very, very thankful to have it actually. So I do appreciate it. Um, so you ship worldwide. You can ship your artwork anywhere that somebody wants. If there's wall space, you can cover it, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm primarily using Etsy um, for selling stuff. I also use eBay as well. I've just found Etsy's a little bit better for just kind of like generally using. Yeah. I don't know why. It just seems like it's a little bit easier to use over. There's just a few things that eBay does. It's a little bit weird that Etsy does better. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I'm I'm not on Etsy. I but I haven't had any really good luck with eBay at all. Mm. Awesome, awesome. So where I I gotta ask you, where can people find you? Because I know there's people listening who are really into this and are like, well, I, I don't know where I can find Lee. And I, I know you can just Google it. And honestly, mm. if you just Google Lee McGuire art, you will find it. I'm on the Etsy site right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where are you on Twitch? How can people find you on Twitch? Uh, so it's Lee McGuire Art Streams on Twitch. 
I think if you just put Lee McGuire Art into Google, it comes up with like basically my Twitch, my Etsy, and my website, which is just leemaguireart.com. Yeah, um, that's cool. And you're are you on Twitter? Um, yeah, I think I am on Twitter, but I use it for almost nothing other than uh, letting people know that I'm live on Twitch. Oh, okay. Um, I tried using Twitter a good couple of times, but I always think nobody would ever reply to you, or it's hard for me to get of like get into discussions because I'm not much of a talker. I'm more like posting up art yeah. like things. Yeah. Twitter. I never would give people a link to my Twitter because what they have to scroll down the last five times that I was complaining <laughs> to FedEx about <laughs> their delivery or something yeah, like that. Exactly. You know, like customer service nice. tweets and then I there's a hate picture of my but <laughs> <laughs> so for like something like Instagram is just like literally pictures of all your art so that's quite a good little kind of yeah yeah a, a bit of a portfolio but something like Twitter is just you know, a stream of consciousness from your head you know it frighten away people more than yeah what what is guessing. your what is your Twitter handle so that we can I guess Lee McGuire art as well oh okay uh this world will not have it man that's awesome Hey, oh, yeah. Thanks, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. I purposely stay ignorant, you know, when we have a guest on, and I just kind of, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, then I start researching them afterwards. That way I don't become quite such an interview thing. Cause if I start doing that, then I have a million questions about nonsense. So, yeah. Uh, no, that's a good angle to take it in. Like, have one person that knows and have one person that doesn't. That's a good, that's a good podcast. Right. That yeah. lets me stay in the moment. That way I can react to the conversation instead of thinking, oh, I want to ask about this or I want to ask about that. So, I'm yeah. kind of looking through your stuff. Very, very yeah. awesome. So, yeah. thanks. There's so many people when you're having a conversation that what they they're not listening to you. They're they're waiting for you to finish so they can right. say what yes. you want to say. Yes. Yeah. 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 I am following you on Twitter. You're only following two. Wow. You're. He's very uh, exclusive. He's very exclusive. Yeah, I don't even know who those two are. I, I barely use it. <laughs> you don't even know who those two are. That's funny. <laughs> I only use Twitter to say the things that would get me in trouble at my place of employment. So, so I use it. I use it just to say stuff that you know. Facebook is not. Uh, there's too too many friends and family on Facebook. So I go to Twitter. I post on that. Nobody notices it. I get it out of my system, and we go on with life. So. I will I will post in the show notes for anybody listening. Uh, I will post in the show notes all the links to Lee, oh, thank you. so that you can you can find all that. And we will be sharing these on the socials for everybody. I am actually at the part of the show that I like to call the last call. It's uh, basically where I ask rapid fire questions and give all of you time listening to finish that drink you've got going on there. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Oh my god. So these these are going to be easy because I uh, as as with my uh, typical procrastination, I didn't do a very good job putting some stuff together. But I do have some really good questions. I think. Okay. <laughs> All right. So these are just whatever comes to your mind. Feel free okay. to share it, and uh, you know, there is no filter here. Uh, this is a <laughs> an adult show. We are drinking. We do curse. So whatever okay. you got going on. If you could go through life, never, this is, this question's for Lee. If you could go through life, um, never needing sleep ever again, what would you do with the extra time in your day? Never needing sleep. Never needing sleep. Well, you can't really do anything because it'll be during the night. So more artwork probably. 
Awesome. Maybe actually just sit and not do some artwork, just like veg out on the couch. Do you know how long it's been since I've sat and played a video game or <laughs> right. watched TV or something? Yeah. Do something else. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Paul, I got to ask you the same question because Paul usually doesn't get into these last call things unless he's the only person in the studio with me. What would you do if you never needed sleep, Paul? I would probably procrastinate even more. Honestly. <laughs> I just I just about had whiskey come out of my nose. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I'm a classic procrastinator. Aren't we all? And I would probably I would get a little more done if I didn't need sleep and I would I would work on some music, but I would also I would also bemoan that I didn't have enough time to do things that I needed to do even though I had plenty of time. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, just wait a minute. You would come home like you would come home from the pub absolutely steaming and then you would just have to sit there and slowly sober up right yeah this isn't good yeah 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 Yeah, there's a lot of drawbacks that's that's a scary thought actually i wouldn't have time to my liver wouldn't have any time off (laughs) all right so the next question i love asking this question it's one of my favorite questions to ask and i i try really hard not to ask the same question but i've got to ask you this question because you are on the other side of the Atlantic, and things are different than they are here in okay. the U.S. What is the nastiest thing you've ever ate? Oh, my God. Nastiest thing I've ever ate. Oh, God, that's a tough question. It is a well, tough question. Well, maybe Lee didn't think it was nasty, but maybe it was something that mm. somebody else thought was nasty, too. So That's true. It could oh, be like yeah, sauerkraut. Okay. That's, that's, quite, that's actually a very good question. One time, I came down the stairs into the break area of my work. Okay. And it's like quite a long break area. There's like a there's like over a hundred employees in this place. So it's quite quite a big break area. I sat down, I made some tomato soup. Okay. And I don't know if you guys do you have like mini pork pies? Do you know what a pork pie is? No, I don't know what a pork no. pie is. It's like a little tiny pie, like a, a pie about the size of um whatever your biggest coin would be. I can't remember what the, the biggest American coins are. Um but it's just filled with like a little bit of spam kind of meat. Oh, oh. it's like a pot and gelatin. Pie. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a little yeah. tiny pot pie kind of thing. Um, yeah. I had them cut up and put them into the tomato sauce. Like a shot glass of a pie, pot pie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and half of the entire um, break area, I thought that was absolutely mental. That was putting <laughs> cut up little bits of pot pie into a tomato soup. But the other half were like, that's actually much better than putting bread in because you're also getting a little bit of meat. You're getting a little bit of the the pie crust. <laughs> and another half, the other half were like, that's disgusting. What the hell do you think you're doing? I am, I am uh, a man my size. That's not a meal. I, <laughs> I'd eat that. Oh, that's what he said. Whatever. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. So. Like these, these ne- this next rapid fire question is inspired by the raccoon tech two five five. Has the moth laid any eggs yet? The moth, oh god! So this was another <laughs> thing that happened on <laughs> Twitch. Um, again, you you kind of you can kind of forget that there's people watching you from all across the world on a webcam <laughs> when you're sitting drawing some artwork, and suddenly the biggest moth that I've ever seen in my life flies in from the window and just starts flying around my head. And you scream like a little girl and just <laughs> spend about 10 minutes trying to chase out of the room. Nice. Yeah, um, so half of the Twitch chat thinks that it's still somewhere in my living room laying eggs or just watching me. 
Our, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but our episode 48 or 49 of this podcast, we talked about the Mothman, which is a legend oh, in this yeah, region. The, yeah. Um, is it Virginia? Yeah. West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, That's where uh, all the spooky kind of tales come from. Uh, yeah. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're right there. We're really close to that. So. Right. It must be a beautiful kind of. It is. Beautiful forest. forest it is. It is. Yeah. I got. Wow. I'm well, like, much I'm like fortunate. you probably do. We we take it for granted. I mean, it's we we. Oh, make yeah. it, it's like I want to go where you're at, and I yeah. want to see that. And like I'm, that's a that's on the on the short list of places to visit. And uh-huh. it's like sometimes you'll drive through here, and say, <laughs> "Oh wow!" It's like this right? is really amazing. And I'm, I'm sure you get you get like that too. You just see it every day, and you don't realize you don't realize what's around you. Sometimes I think it's yeah, important you as artists. Don't really care do it. about it because you see it every day. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I think, um, Loch Ness with Nessie. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe a half an hour drive away, maybe half an hour or an hour drive away from where I'm. I've never been. Really? Yeah. That's Only just, a half an hour. I mean, it sounds weird to somebody who, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But wow. to me, that's just a, that's just a loch, you know? Well, awesome. me and Mike's going to stop by, and then the three of us will go. <laughs> right, be fine. Yeah. yeah. We'll head down to the pub. We'll get some things. We'll get a driver. So, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, we need a driver. I can drive, you know, so. All right. I am going to take a little break before we get to the third question. Fourth okay. question. I can't even count anymore. So, Why you guys. taking a break? You guys sit in. And Where are you going? I, I got some things to do. I do. Well, that's mysterious. Yeah, it is it's... mysterious. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why I don't have any music. Because I should have. Oh, I know why I don't have music. Never mind. Forget the music idea. He's pushing buttons. I, I should have music though. I really should. Let me try something. Oh, there it is. You guys just kind of chill out a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the recording going. I'm gonna mute oh. myself. All right. And uh, well, this is a new thing. I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know if I'm about to be killed live on air or <laughs> are you getting your headphones? Your headphones are on, Mike. Yeah. So you're about to pull everything down. <laughs> See what I got to deal with, Lee? Yeah. <laughs> He's just ruining your car So. He's still rambling. That's what How I'm much does he have to drink? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's what's happened, so. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, <laughs> he just turned into a ratty man, just <laughs> run, rambling around the house. Yeah. This, stumbling into things. Yep, yeah, this is a first. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really, I'm really enjoying your... Uh, your Etsy uh, site here, man. This is a lot of really cool things on here, so. No, thanks, man. Um, again, because I kind of, I would like to have a lot more stuff on Etsy, but I think I quite, I think in all honesty, I jumped the gun and immediately jumped into doing commission work. Um, obviously, after I was telling you my story, um, and the kind of downside to that is that now every month, I have to have a certain amount of commissions in order to pay the rent. And that's actually hindered me a little bit because it doesn't give me enough time to create my own stuff and create things that can go up on Etsy. Right. So it's about kind of balancing that time between, you know, like having stuff that you want to create and having to pay the rent. So do you think that uh, that's just, of, of course, if you uh, you do a commission piece, you know you're going to get paid at something. Um, mm-hmm. But then if you do one of these other pieces, and you put it on Etsy, you did it because you wanted to, and somebody else buys it, is there a, is the satisfaction better or just as good or different than than a commission well, piece or something? That's a really good question. Um, for my kind of fantasy things, like you pointed out some of the fantasy stuff that I've done, 
I found that that barely sells at all. Um, so I do, I do that in art prints and postcards and cards and stuff. Nobody really buys it. Um, whereas some of the kind of the more silly stuff, you know, like I've drawn some whiskey bottles with some flowers in them, uh-huh. they sell they sell they sell quite well. Um, but no matter what it is, I still get a great little feeling that somebody's actually liked something that I've created so much that they clicked the button and bought it. Um, but with the commission work, you get so much more feedback because you're literally talking to someone back and forth on emails and they're telling you this nice little idea um, that they've got. And once you've created that and shipped it off to them, mm-hmm. they always come back to you with this lovely little um, email or they, they, yeah, sometimes they break my heart because they tell me some lovely, they're like, oh, thanks so much for the commission. I gave it to my granny and she's not seen that dog in 10 years. So she cried. She loved it that she's got it hanging up. And that just kind of like warms your heart, you know, right. like completely makes your day. Well, it's a way to really connect. I mean, you've, you yeah. can see how you've connected to, through somebody you didn't even meet through your, through your artwork. And that's, uh, that's really what it's all about. I think at the end of the day, it's connections. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. It's, it's just, I, I just like the fact that I've got like this opportunity to like make somebody's day. I've like drawn something that mm-hmm. to me doesn't seem like anything extraordinary, like anything out of the ordinary or anything like, you know, I'm just doing my thing. But then I get to somebody that just totally like makes their day. So I feel really happy. I feel super grateful that I've managed to um, chisel out this kind of career where I get the opportunity to do stuff like this, you know? Well, and that comes across in your work. I think when, when somebody feels like that, I think uh-huh. it just, it makes their work that much better because yeah. they're, they're a good person. And, um, I think it just makes, for me, it just makes the art that much better. There's yeah. some, something that comes off of it. As well. You know, you can't really like this kind of job you can't do if you're not in the mood for it or you're a little bit tired or hungover or anything like that. You just, you need to be 100% and in the mid. Yeah. I'm back. I heard Hello? I heard hungover. Oh, we were doing great without you. I know, why I heard. You, why don't you go pee again? <laughs> it's like, hey, he should leave more often. Did you like the music? I, I yeah. gotta say, we are not sponsored, but that is Epidemic Sound. They uh they have uh they have a great library of music. I'm using it for my Twitch stream and for this podcast if I need it. I'm still using Adil Constantine's beginning and ending uh he's been, he's been doing some really really great stuff too on the he has on the instagram i'm really he enjoying has. we this. had him on the show too he was he's a fantastic artist oh i didn't know you had to do one yeah yeah all I right remember what episode that is i'm gonna, I'm gonna look I'll, that up i'll have to find it yeah i can't remember i want to say it's probably around uh episode 30 something maybe Somewhere awesome. around that yeah. so yeah, it was good times good times uh feel like I missed a bunch. I do feel better. Well, that's good. You look better. I do. We were in the middle of rapid fire. We were in the middle of rapid fire. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a little bit more time on the last call. Thanks to me because uh, my bladder couldn't take it anymore. I started drinking <laughs> early. I had coffee and then I had beer and then I had more beer and then I did my show, the I beginning of the show. I don't care. No the pregame. I know nobody cares. They want. This be, is what we do. They want to be entertained. And we ramble things. like a couple of old guys on the Muppets. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the last rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. I got to (laughs) say, this one's a tough one for me because there's, I don't know, there's 
a little bit of Barry White in it when I talk about it. I got to ask. Workout DVD. Back in your flat, back to the bedroom. Yoga. This is another reference to what the raccoon said. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) For all the ladies out there. (laughs) So this was, again, it sounds, um, the kind of chat that you have on Twitch um, just becomes, starts off kind of professional and then it becomes little in-jokes and then it ends, you know, like that kind of end of the night chat that you have in a pub where you're just talking absolute nonsense. That's the way Twitch normally goes. So for anyone that comes in halfway through a stream, it, they, it probably sounds like we're talking absolute nonsense. But the whole thing with this workout DVD is, um, as, as you as you remember, I said that I was doing push-ups and sit-ups. People really liked to forcing me to do push-ups and sit-ups randomly mm-hmm. when I was halfway through mm-hmm. some artwork. Um, so we've made that even, we've, we've just slowly developed that more and more and more. So now we've got a workout cam, so when people um, ask me to do push-ups, the camera cuts to the floor of my living room and I'll put on a sweatband and some little wristbands and do push-ups. <laughs> nice. But when that song Push It to the Limit plays in the background. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we've just taken absolute piss out of it, you know. Oh, we've yeah, just yeah. made it the stupidest <laughs> joke that we possibly can. Um, uh, but I think people were going, the sweatband looks really good on you. Do you wear it while you're in bed? <laughs> like the, the, ch- the chat is really trying to wind me up and, and trying to um, troll me. Yeah. Um, I think my response to that was, no, I don't wear the, I, no, I think I said, I have to wear the wristbands, but not the headbands. But also I have to have a, is it Richard Simmons workout video yeah. playing in the background to get me in the mood? <laughs> That's funny. Dude, Which I, is funny for the people that know who Richard Simmons is, but right, a lot right. of the Twitch audience are maybe maybe under 13, under 14. Uh, right, right, right. Olivia so Newton-John the, workouts, you know. Yeah. Dude, I can I can tell you after just, just having you on the show, I know that Paul and I are going to have to get on a big old metal bird and fly across the Atlantic and uh, drop in We'll definitely head over to Loch Ness and oh, visit yeah. that, take you over there since you haven't seen it. I don't understand that. <laughs> I wonder if they let you swim in there. I want to swim in it. Yeah, wouldn't it be fun? I could I I could probably attract Nessie. I can't I'm about that goals. size. <laughs> well, yeah, just head over and uh, have a few drinks at the pub and, and just chill. And yeah, I'd love to have you. It would be so much fun. I, I will definitely, one of my trips to Great Britain, I will definitely make sure I get up that way so I can... Uh, at least see you in person because I, I do consider you a friend and uh, very much an inspiration on me doing work on Twitch and and getting off my ass and doing more work in general because I just oh, I, I find you very inspirational. I do appreciate your work. Thank you. Glad to glad to be here. It is fun. I think uh, I think we're done. What a great time! What a great time on the awesome. old podcast today. Everybody have a good time. Everybody yeah. listening. You guys, you guys, Lee and Paul. I did. I had it. My favorite time was when you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You didn't like the Jim Beam, did you? No. I mean, it was, it, like I said, for the aftertaste, it was really good. The beer, the beer I didn't despise. It tasted like drinking tree bark, but I liked the collar. <laughs> tree bark. 
It's not. You know, I shoveled my snow. I don't. I don't know what it is, and uh, I should probably look. I, I'm not. I planned on doing this. I have about 300 feet of lane that I driveway that I uh, I shovel in the snow, and I purposely buy a six pack of this and put it out in the snow. And as I'm shoveling, it's kind of a reward for me. When I get so far, I can have another beer. You should do that for Twitch, and then give you these these uh, Bitcoin things that you guys are talking about, and then you get to have a beer every time you get a certain. <laughs> right. I, I should say it is Mad Tree beer. It's Thunder Snow Scottish Ale, cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, anything with nutmeg is good. Vanilla beans. Uh, it's eight and a half percent by vo- uh, alcohol by volume, so it. Is a lot more than I thought. That's why I'm buzzing. I'm just It's the beer's fault. I think I want to look for this. I can't even get it over here. There's so much kind of Scottish exports and stuff that we just can't get here. Really yeah. Nice. I love Scottish ales. Scottish ales are probably my favorite style of, of ale. Uh, and I, I guess I like porters and yeah, Russian stouts. And isn't it supposed to be served IPA. at room temperature? <laughs> no, that's a, that's such an American thing to say. Well, I don't. Well, I happen to be American, and it, I don't know. Why is there always room temperature? Why? Why is there always room temperature? Well, <laughs> I like things cold, but the, it's cold. It's cold. It's where it needs to be to actually taste it. the The problem is, and yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna really hammer on um, Budweiser because you go. brought it up. Those fuckers. They want you to have it so cold that you can't taste it. See, so you're you're yeah, you're it's uh, terrible. It is terrible. Looks like the rest of it. <laughs> that kind of beer is just awful anyway. And if you're, uh, you know, if you if you get it down below 35 degrees, you, you can't perceive the flavor anyway. Yes. Thank you. So let's do so it. Let's you put it at 20. Warm, I don't want to taste it. Right? <laughs> 20. So you warm it up so you can taste it. Why do they keep it there in Glasgow? What what temperature is the beer there? I don't oh, know. I got that idea. Probably 40, de- 40 degrees. What is that Celsius? Uh 11? Yeah, I can't do my conversions from... I can't do it in my head real quick. Yeah, I'm going to have to have ice. A lot of ice. Uh, what what is the temperature here today? Actually, and you know this is a nice segue. We 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 really need to finish this show. Finish. I know I've got so much. I want to I want to keep <laughs> Lee on here forever. This is so much fun. I'm getting ready to go have a big steak. I'm going to the river. I think. You are having a steak. Yeah, you got a problem with that? I do. We're having chicken. I'm going to put chicken on the. It's grill. 54 degrees there, Mike. Now. That's not right, though. Yeah, it is. I'm looking at that right now. It says but that's chicken. not what I'm doing. I, I, uh, I didn't tell you this. Oh, and, you know, I was probably right when I said 11 degrees Celsius is what beer should be. If you're saying it's how 40 degrees here, is that right? It says 54 degrees. That yeah. means it's 34 degrees Celsius, I think, right? It's 12 degrees Celsius. Oh, 12. I can't read. That's all right. I'm, I'm in yeah, Celsius. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm having... That seems very... I have, I have my phone set for... Celsius, and I'm trying uh-huh. desperately, desperately to learn the metric, the system, metric system as if it's normal to me. Yeah, it ain't normal. <laughs> <laughs> I have no concept of um, Fahrenheit at all. Like, it makes, it makes absolutely no sense to me. The same no, it, yards. it doesn't. I don't get yards. I don't have a clue what a yard is. <laughs> a yard is almost, it's almost three it's a, feet. It's a little more than a meter. Just a little yeah, more. Yeah, do, you use it more than, than, do you use it anywhere else other than football? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you use it in any kind of building. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not real football. Yes. <laughs> oh, here we go with soccer. It's but not soccer. It's sake. <laughs> it's not sake. Oh, I, since I'm there, since we're talking about soccer, what's your favorite uh, football club? Oh, I don't, I don't do football at all. So, Glasgow oh. or Scotland in general, um, 
has a kind of rivalry between two clubs, which is Rangers and Celtic. Oh. Um, and when I was growing up, my dad was a Rangers supporter and my stepdad is a Celtic supporter. <laughs> so I learned from a very young age to just, you know, just stay out of things. Yeah, just get you out get of more, it, yeah. You get better Christmas presents if you just pretend you don't like football at all. Yeah, I'm going to piss a few people off, but I'm a Manchester United fan. So ah. that's who I follow. That's like the Dallas Cowboys of soccer, ain't it? It's like everybody likes that just to be a just no. Yeah, it is. It's just, no, it isn't. <laughs> I'm American. I like Manchester <laughs> United. That's just that's such an American thing. To, yeah. you're, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just I can't I can't like Leeds. Leeds is the Nickelback oh. of football clubs. Who does? Yeah. Who's uh, Steve Harris like? He likes the one's got the uh, blue. He, the he blue. likes no. He likes the, Manchester. It's the blue coat of arms. No. Yeah. Yeah, nope. nope. Well, what's Manchester got? <laughs> it's red. No, on his base, he's got, it's a blue coat of arms. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm is a, it West Ham? Yeah. yeah it's red. And maybe West Ham. Yeah, I think it is West Ham. Yes. Uh, man, we could really get into a lot of football club stuff here. I don't want to do that. This is not, not that kind of a show. Is everybody still listening? Did you finish that drink? Did you finish that drink at home? <laughs> I gotta know. I still got just a little sip of mine. All right. You guys we, are slow drinkers. You're not going to survive if you come to Scotland. I know, right? Uh, I've had, West Ham. Steve Harris, Iron Maiden, lifelong West Ham fan. Oh, he looked it up. My little fact checker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lee, wrap it up, Mike. I know. No, I, I got to ask Lee this because this is fun. Lee, have you ever heard my, my bad Scottish... Scottish well, accent. Why would you do oh, this to me? Okay, okay, go for it. Offend an entire nation. <laughs> I know. I keep saying that every time. It, I it can't be as bad as um, if you ever. And I know you're a friend of Buttery Smooth on yeah. Twitch. Yeah. Ask him to do his Scottish accent. <laughs> this is closer. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's got the British side of it going. He's got the. You know, <laughs> I I uh, I tend to sound like a drunk, like uh, like. Uh, other than just drunk, I, I sound like if you take Ewan McGregor and mix uh-huh. him with, uh, I don't know, an Indian dude, <laughs> and maybe throw it. real racist with that. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Throw, throw a dash of uh, John Wayne in it, and that's me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I, I, when I start drinking, I get in there and I, I start talking and, and I just do some things where I talk about the whiskey and I, I go, Christ, man, I just really fucking messed up man I don't hear the Indian in that yeah no, that's yeah terrible. it's terrible alright everybody everybody can hate me on that you know leave a comment leave a comment alright Paul thank you <laughs> no. thank you for dropping in to have a drink and talk art with me no thank you uh, it's great thank you Lee. Lee Lee it was a pleasure having you yes. on the show I can't it wait to see what you have yeah. planned yeah it was it was, it was I, a can't wait to, I can't wait to follow you and on the first podcast as well. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. We broke your cherry. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we do that a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to you both. Uh, make sure you have those drinks and finish them. If you're, if you're uh, listening at home, uh, finish that drink off and fire away. If you're driving, hopefully you're having a coffee or something a little safer to be drinking. Anyway. Until next time, may your drinks be tasty and your muse thirsty. That's it, man. That's the end of the show. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That is the end. We we are done.
again for Paul, um, I put subtitles on because I seen somebody else do it, and we completely forgot that the subtitle language in any computing does not understand the Scottish language at all. So it just comes up. <laughs> I know. It comes up with a load of absolute nonsense, <laughs> and is. I just kept up there because it's really funny. It is funny. 